You're listening to The One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to another episode of The One Pridecast. I'm your host, Tori Petrie, joined on the other line by Mike O'Hara. It is Christmas week, so Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Mike. And same to you, Tori. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I figured that we would start this podcast off introducing our listeners to a Mike O'Hara Christmas special because it's been mentioned a couple times on press conferences, and I know a lot of fans like to go on DetroitLions.com and listen to press conferences, and that is Mike's moose sweater. Mike, would you <laughs> would you share with us the story of your moose sweater? Well, I got it as a gift uh, many, many years ago. Uh, who's now really still a really a good friend of mine. And I wear it on Christmas week or at some point in there. And I, and I started to wear it. Well, I just, I wear it. It's not like, a, you know, it's not a big show or anything, but it's really, it's a special looking sweater. It's different. I think it's nice. We can have different opinions about whether it's nice, <laughs> garish, ugly. I don't care. But we were on the uh, Zoom call last week and and with Coach uh, uh, Daryl Bevel. And we get to the last writer who had a question. It was Kyle Mikey of M Live. Uh, a thorn in my side, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> he would be honored to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and vice versa, I might add. <laughs> and Kyle said, uh, uh, Coach, uh, you're burying the lead. And he said, what? And Mikey said, uh, Mike O'Hara is rocking his Christmas sweater today. <laughs> and it's a showstopper. And so I, it bring it out of, I bring it out of storage once a year. I think I've had it probably 30, 35 years. Wow. Still in great shape. I take good care of it. I wear it once, and I put it away, and I'll wear it again next year. Now, whether that's, you know, who knows where we're all going to be in a year from now. But so far, so good. Mike, I can't believe that sweater is 30 years old. It doesn't look like it at all. Well, I can't believe I'm as old as I am. <laughs> do, I, do I look as old as I am? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't look old enough to have a 30-year-old sweater. Well, I like that. I love your Christmas tradition. It's such a fun one. Uh, you know, we all we all look forward to the moose sweater day in the office. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it in person this year. But I love that you still brought it out for virtual press conferences. Yeah, and I thought about it too. I really did. And but but I got it, wore it, wore it all day. Went out, to, went out to dinner or something with somebody, and then put it away. <laughs> well, maybe I, should get, maybe I should get one for the 4th of July. What do you think? Oh, I like this. I like this. What would our 4th of July one have on it? Uh, I'll get back to you on the 3rd of July when I make up my mind. <laughs> I'll be waiting with bated breath, Mike. I love your uh, your holiday outfits, so we'll, okay. we'll look forward to that. Uh, Mike, you know, it's, it's Christmas week. I know you're used to covering the Lions during the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. The Lions are always still playing. I'm curious, though, if you have any holiday traditions uh, that you fit in between all of your uh, busy times covering the Lions during the holidays. No, not really. I'm, when it comes to Christmas gifts and all that, I'm a traditionalist. I open on Christmas Day, always have, and, and hopefully always will. Uh, but, you know, in the last, I don't know how many years, uh, too many years probably, you know, some unusual things happen on Christmas Day. I remember the Lions uh, playing a game in Miami, playing the Dolphins one time. I think it was on Christmas night. I remember a game at, uh, against the Denver Broncos on Christmas Day at the old Pontiac Silverdome. Uh, it, it's just it's a different atmosphere. I think in both both of those cases, it just seemed like a weird a weird day that people are kind of like half looking at the game, half looking at their watch to get <laughs> to get home. But I think I think the way it is this this uh, this year, having you know three games on Saturday with the Lions and 
and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicking off the triple header on television. I think it's 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 good, and then the rest of the league will be playing on, I believe, on Sunday. I don't think there are any Monday night games this week. Maybe there are. I don't remember for sure. But I think it's good. I think it's 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 cool. It's look, play on Thanksgiving Day, play on Christmas or Christmas week anyway. I think it's I think it's a pretty cool thing. It is. I remember one year we had a game in Dallas the day after Christmas, which meant we had to travel with the team to Dallas the day of Christmas. And, uh, you know, not a lot of restaurants are open on Christmas Day, uh, but we all got the crew together and went out to eat. And that, that was a fun Christmas memory for me. Yeah, I remember one year with the I think it was I think it, I think they might have played on Christmas Eve or Christmas night in San Antonio. And after the game, I went to the Hard Rock Cafe and, <laughs> and they're playing music. This, this is Christmas. You know, look, I'm a good Irish Catholic boy. OK, and I'm watching. I'm looking at the music and all of a sudden on Christmas night. You know, I'm thinking of a way in a manger and all that other stuff. And, oh, God, resty little gentleman. <laughs> on comes uh, Johnny Rotten and the Sex Pistols. <laughs> I, I really do like them, by the way. But uh, could we wait till tomorrow, please? <laughs> what would my mother think? <laughs> oh, my, that's funny. Yeah, not, not yeah. your traditional Christmas, but Christmas, no. Christmas nonetheless. But uh, I'm looking forward to spending the day after Christmas with you this weekend. But, man, it has been a strange Christmas week for the Detroit Lions. Uh, obviously, we got word yesterday that they were dealing with two positive tests. Obviously, we're, uh, the day of we're recording this, it was yesterday according to that. But, you know, two positive COVID tests in the building, so they had to work outside of the building. That definitely is difficult when you're already on a short week because you play on Saturday instead of Sunday. And on top of that, the Lions also parted with their special teams coordinator. So it's been a crazy week for the Lions, Mike. Well, I would say parted, uh, parted is would be a kind of a I think it was a little more than part of it. He was, uh, he was fired, Braden Coombs. And based on what we've heard, it involved that fake punt against uh, yeah. uh, last week. And, and uh, real luck, you can't have insubordination. You, you know, the head coach, uh, Daryl Bevel, wanted, you know, wanted, to, wanted to punt the ball. It's fourth down, punt the ball, play defense, try to get it back. And, you know, send the quarterback, Matthew Stafford, back out there and try and get back in the game. And instead unbeknownst to, to Bevel, the coordinator called for a fake punt, and it, it, it failed. No, look, I, I, I thought it was close, but it doesn't excuse it, even if you make it. You cannot have insubordination. That's the way it is. I'm not just picking sides on this, one one person versus another. I'm just picking, you know, the protocol of it. You can't do it. You really can't. Now, there's a little bit of freelance in sports. I get it. You know, like in basketball, they say all all, all plays end when shots begin. Or if you don't just keep running the offense if you got a wide-open layup. But this is completely different than that. This is not an option. This is really countermanding and insubordinate insubordination on the part of a coordinator. So he was dismissed, and you know everybody moves on. The way it is. That's that's pro sports. Yeah, I hear you. The lines are in an interesting spot this week, and you know just in well, general in the season because. Mike, I feel like you and I have had something to talk about on the podcast, some sort of breaking news every single week the last few weeks because it hasn't just been a normal look back at the last week's game, look ahead to the next week's game. You know, there, there's been breaking news. So the Lions are really, you know, in an interesting spot right here. Well, and then there's some good news, too, and on, on individual levels. And I've, yeah. I've got three members of the Detroit Lions made the Pro Bowl. Uh, deservedly so. Uh, you know, it's it's – uh, T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end, drafted in the first round, eighth overall last year, made it a starting tight end in the second year of the National Football League. 
uh, Frank Ragnall, the first-round draft pick two years ago out of Arkansas, drafted in the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the draft or somewhere, uh, made the Pro Bowl. I really think, I thought he would be a year or so away just because it's hard, it's hard for a center to break through because there's only one center. There are two guards, there are two tackles. And so you, you get a, a center and a backup as opposed to three tackles, you know, you know, three offense, you know, three tackles. It's just different. You know, there, there are more opportunities for the tackles than there are for the guards and for the center. And I thought well-deserved than the punter, Jack Fox. All you got to do is look at the stats. My God, he's kicking the ball, kicking it out of sight. And so yeah, good for them. And, and really, let's just you know, give a little bit of credit to Bob Quinn, the general manager who was, you know, fired three or four weeks ago. He drafted those people just like he did. Uh, Kenny Galladay a year ago, Pro Bowl player. So, you know, so good, uh, good for Bob Quinn. That's something he could look back on and say, "Okay, I started their careers here in Detroit. They're good for them." Yeah, obviously this year Pro Bowl players won't actually be playing in a Pro Bowl. The NFL has already announced that they're going to kind of hold it more virtually. I believe they're they're going to play a video game as the Pro Bowl, but that's not really the point of the Pro Bowl. The point of the Pro Bowl is making the Pro Bowl. And uh, it was really exciting to see all three of these guys get their first birth into the Pro Bowl. This was a, a first for all of them. Obviously, you know, none of them have been playing for that long, but it, it just was really cool to see them, you know, get this honor. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're exactly right. And it's a little different this year because I don't think there'll be any alternates because, you know, the guys going to the Super Bowl and, and all of that, they can't, they're not going to opt out because there's no game. Right. There's no game to play. So That's it's not like, point. like last year, Kenny Galladay was moved up as an alternate and good for Kenny. I mean, he led the league in touchdown receptions with 11. I mean, he earned it with, he earned to go based on his production on the field. And when a slot opened up, when some, you know, one of the receivers didn't go, Kenny went and he deserved to go. I mean, those are the rules, but this year there are no, I don't think there are going to be any guys opting out if they are. And the guy goes home and tells his wife, yeah, I just cost us 50 grand. Ha ha ha. I made a mistake. <laughs> and she'll hit him over the hell in a frying pan. <laughs> with you, you dumbbell. <laughs> BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Mike, I do want to look back at this last week's game. Obviously not that fun of a game to look back on. Uh, Matthew Stafford, though, we got to talk about that guy, and I know you're always up for talking about him. So let's touch on Matthew Stafford. Mike, what did you make of him playing on Sunday? Absolutely heroic. You know, athletic, you know, athletic heroics. That's the way I wrote it. Look, nobody jumped on a grenade. Nobody led the charge up the hill and all that. I did it, so... People out there are thinking, well, you're calling football players heroes. I'm talking about athletic heroism, and it was just raw, pure athletic heroism on his part. You know, nobody knew Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday if he was going to play. He practiced Friday on a limited basis, just kind of threw it around a little bit. And just to, to recap, he's, you know, he had a pretty serious rib injury, about serious but sore, let's put it that way. You know, he sustained the previous week. And, you know, Friday felt good enough, you know, uh, uh, he was listed as questionable. And right then I kind of thought he was going to play. I really did because that's him. 
and he did, and he played well. He really did. He gave him a chance to. He gave the team a chance to compete, you know, against uh, against a better team, and you know he came up short as they did, but certainly not because of the quarterback play. They just couldn't stop anybody. Couldn't stop, you know, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. Couldn't stop their quarterback. Couldn't stop their receivers, and and that's look one of the weaknesses of the Detroit Lions all year showed up again defensively. They just have problems getting off the field and because of injuries and all that especially in the secondary they had even more problems so i think the outcome was predictable was it 46 to 25 something like that yeah. Derek Henry, 147 yards rushing ryan Tannehill, three touchdown passes ran for two scores got a passer rating 130 something and my gosh it was like you could almost put your offense on defense and do that you know and so it's it was like i said sometimes in, in games and seasons you're you're your weaknesses show up more than your strengths, and that was certainly the case, I thought, on Sunday. But once again, a highlight play by Matthew Stafford on that no-look touchdown pass to Marvin Jones Jr., where Matthew's looking to his right and never looks back to his left and hits, hits Marvin crossing from right to left, right in stride. I mean, lets the ball go like 10, 10 15 feet in front of him and out of his break makes the catch and, and just yeah. absolutely. But just another – look, we've seen him do that before – all of a sudden he's become known for that, you know, the overnight success in his 12th year. But it was, <laughs> he's it was been doing a, it all along, though. Yeah, you know, let me just tell you something really quickly. It reminded me of something. When he was a rookie in 2009, the Lions had a veteran linebacker that they'd signed. Uh, Julian Peterson played at Michigan State and spent most of his career in Seattle. I think he made five or six Pro Bowls. And so I went over to him, and he was a good guy, a good guy to talk to. And I says, Julian, what, what do you make of this, like, the rookie quarterback? He said, it reminds me of Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, he goes, yeah, the no-look pass. This was 12 years ah. ago. I just I kind of remembered that when I saw you know, all the commotion and the, you know, the talk about the yeah. no-look pass to Marvin. I said, look, he's been doing it. I thought, this, wow, this kid's been doing this for a long time. Not that he's a kid anymore, but but it really was. It was an amazing play. In fact, Dan Orlowski, you know, yeah. now you know, one of the stars on ESPN, highlighted that play and just went just went off on it. Just Because <laughs> he's a big you know, a big fan of Matthew and a, big, and a good friend of his, but, but well-deserved, it really is. Well, it seems to be gaining traction now because Patrick Mahomes does it so often, and he's, you know, kind of the darling of the NFL right now for good reason. Obviously, he's a fantastic player, but everybody looks at Patrick Mahomes and uh, oohs and ahs over his no-look passes, and there's a few people out there that are like, hey, wait a second, you know who's also really good at this is Matthew Stafford. And I asked Coach Bevel about that play you know, earlier this week on our Lions game plan show on Fox Sports Detroit. And he said, I am so glad that that play is getting the attention it deserves this week because Matthew does that kind of stuff all the time and it doesn't get praised enough. And finally, he's getting some credit for it. No, absolutely. And and, and, and like I said, well-deserved. This has been a terrific ball player for 12 years for the Detroit Lions. You know, we're getting to the end of the season and, you know, with the change of administration, we don't know what's going to happen with, with the, the next general manager and the next head coach. Is are we looking at the last you know couple of games of Matthew Stafford? Uh, I have mixed emotions about it. I want him to be successful. I think he deserves it, and if it means going somewhere else on an individual basis, good for him. But I sure as heck would miss watching him play here in Detroit Absolutely. 16 times a year, and miss you know uh, being on his uh, his interviews once a week, and then after the game too. Just to, you talk about just a class act, a guy who does everything right, whether it's on the well, you're going to have mistakes on the field. Not everything is right on the field, but everything is full out 100%. And is the way he treats people, the, the leadership that uh, he exer- exhibits and exerts on, 
on that team and then out in the community, you know, the things he does that you see and then many, many more that you don't see, you know, that's just a, a, the entire package of what you want a professional athlete or anybody to be. Matthew Stafford uh, checks every box at the highest level you can. Right. And fitting you bring that up about his work in the community as this week is the week that he and his wife Kelly are doing their Stafford Christmas gift where they pick a few deserving families and, you know, give out Christmas gifts to them. And I, I had the pleasure of doing a story on that a couple years ago where I actually visited some of the families that they had gotten that had received gifts the prior year. So a year later, I went to talk to them to talk to them about how the gift from the Staffords changed their lives. And even a year later, they were like, this was absolutely impactful. It changed everything for us. It came at a time where we needed it most. And then got to surprise Matthew and Kelly with that video from the people that they had surprised the year before. And uh, it was such a touching moment and one of my highlights of working for the Lions. So cool seeing what those two do for the community. Yeah, and he certainly doesn't do it to draw attention no. to himself. In fact, he prefers not to get attention on it. But, but it is a you know a good thing. And 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 I remember last year, right around this time, we're doing his you know his Wednesday uh, session at his locker, and somebody brought it up. And when it got done, he just came over and he says, "Hey, how did the, he said, I really didn't didn't want that to be brought up." How did it look? I says, well, this is Matthew, and I'll do respect. It's not like you made an announcement. It's the best way for it to come up. It comes up from somebody else asking you about it, not reading a press release on it. And so he's certainly conscious of of, uh, of doing the right things, and, and, and he certainly does the right thing way more often than not. Absolutely. Well, it was good to see him be able to get out there on the field. Obviously, we hope he's uh, feeling all right after – playing in that game because wow like you said what a feat to be able to play after the week that he had last week but I think it's safe to say that he was not the issue against the Tennessee Titans uh you talked about it a little bit already Mike the Lions struggled mightily on defense and they've got a matchup with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up this weekend who are quarterbacked by Oh, this guy named Tom Brady. <laughs> that Bucks offense has been a little bit inconsistent this year. They've been hot and they've been cold. That game against the Falcons last weekend that they had is perfect proof of that. But what kind of challenge do you feel like the Bucks are for this beat-up Lions defense? Well, I don't know if there's any such thing as insurmountable in pro football or any other sport because you saw what happened Monday night when the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Pittsburgh Steelers and beat them too. Beat them, beat them up, and won, and won decisive. That was no, that was no fluke. I mean, in the matchup, it's a fluke, but it wasn't a fluke in the way the game was played on the field. The better team on Monday night was the Cincinnati Bengals, and they won. Now, am I going to predict that the Detroit Lions are going to beat the Tampa Bay Bucks? No, because the Bucks are still, you know, competing for a playoff berth. They haven't clinched it yet. But you know, one of the things that really strikes me about this, and I have to admit, I'm. I was wrong to some degree on this on Tom Brady. Just the way he finished last season at the age of 42 with the New England Patriots, you know, they they lost home field advantage by losing to the Miami Dolphins in the last game of the season. The Dolphins were absolutely horrible last year. Uh, they were just starting to come around under their new head coach, Brian Flores, but certainly not any, not the team they are this year, but they were finishing, you know, some somewhat in good shape last year, but and, and Brady did not play his best football at all uh, the, the last four or five weeks of that season. And you could, you, know, you could see, really, or at least attributed to it, that age was finally catching up with him. Well, he's playing good, strong football late in the season this year. And that last week against Atlanta, 
uh, was an example of that. They were down 17 nothing at the at, at halftime and down 24-7 with seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, uh, Brady threw for 320 yards in the second half. Not the game, in the second half, 390 overall, two touchdown passes in the game. Both of them were in the in the second half and just let a rally through a touchdown pass, 46 yards, I think it was, to Antonio Brown with six minutes and, and change left in the game and, you know, and, and came out a winner. Now, it's against Atlanta, which is, a, is when the Lions played them, that's a team that really is very, very poor defensively. Uh, they had a little bit of a spurt after firing, uh, after changing coaches early in the season, but they've really reverted to what they what what they were, and, and it's a four-win team, and 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 you know the Bucks did what they had to do, but it's 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 a tough tough chore for for the uh, for the Lions on Saturday at Ford Field tour. I mean, you know that they're good on offense <laughs> and they're good on defense too. They've really got some some good football players on that team. If you look at their roster right now, it's probably the roster that a lot of teams would hope they become in the next year or two, and the Lions might be one of those. Well, and the Bucks have a lot to play for on Saturday. The yep. Lions, not so much. No, the Lions are playing because you want to play. You know, it's the old line you want to play because you're a pro, and you play for the you know you play for the name on the jersey, and you play for your teammates, and you play because you like to play. What, when somebody asked Matthew Stafford last week why he played, he said because I'm the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, and it's Sunday. That was Sunday. such a good answer. It, 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 yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. No, the way he worded it, but yeah, it's. Why wouldn't he play? Why do guys, you know, go through all of this aggravation, then say, eh, I don't feel so good. I'm not going to play. That's that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, Mike, with all of that said, who wins Saturday? If I were neutral and I was a betting man, I would load up the black chips, the purple chips, and the gold chips on the on the Tampa Bay Bucks. But I won't because we cover the Detroit Lions, and I I just think sometimes. They're just in too tough, and, and this is one of those one of those games. You know, we might have thought the same thing in the third game of the 2018 season. Uh, Matt Patricia's, you know, first season as head coach of the Detroit Lions. In come the mighty, you know, uh, New England Patriots, where he'd been an assistant coach and coordinator for 14 years. No chance, and bingo, the Detroit Lions hold him, hold, hold. Uh, uh, Brady to 120 yards passing and the Lions win and actually absolutely beat them up to get their first win under Matt Patricia. Unfortunately, they didn't get, didn't get many more and that's why the change was big. But I just don't see a repeat of that against the Bucks, and I think the Bucks are going to win something like uh, 33 to 17. It's just it's, some games just you just don't match up and with a good offense and a good defense with players like Devon White and. And and Dominican Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul, just it's too much for the Lions to overcome. So, you know, everybody out there, have a nice holiday and just watch the game and enjoy it. Enjoy the plays if you don't enjoy the outcome. Well, Mike, I think we'll enjoy the game regardless of what happens. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, even if we don't get to see the moose sweater. Maybe I'll take a picture of it. How's that? <laughs> That'll pass. That'll pass in a year like you know 2020. Put it, on, put it on the scoreboard. <laughs> I like it. I, I approve. I think uh, I know some people that can get that picture up on the scoreboard. Well, your people know my people. We'll get together on it. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks so much for joining me on the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I appreciate you, and I will see you Saturday. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll talk with you next week. BetMGM, an official partner of the Detroit Lions, is coming soon to Michigan. But you can sign up early and get $100 in free sports bets and $100 in free casino bets with bonus code LIONS. 
Be ready for the action the moment BetMGM goes live. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com to get a total of $200 in free bets with bonus code LIONS. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.